listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. I feel like I fit I fit right in, you know what I'm saying, with my defense, my versatility, with me being able to play the five, me being able to play the four. Overall, playing hard and just my, my, my will to win will. No, that's a fact. That's a fact. We got yeah, a lot of young talent, um, a lot of guys that's wanting to be a great team. We all got the mentality to do it, so yeah, it's going to happen sooner than later. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. What is going on, everyone? You are listening to the Summit State of Mind, the podcast of Dream Shakes and Stepbacks and everything Houston Rockets, presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. I am your host, your commissioner, Kenny, and with me, as always, is my brother, my tag team partner, the GM, Justin. Follow us on all social media platforms at JP underscore Mirabueno, at Summit Commish, at Summit SOM Pod, and at Apollo NBA, and at Apollo HOU. One word comes to mind, GM, after the NBA draft lottery heartbreak but i have to ask you right now what are the vibes of the city or no what are the vibes of the city? what are the vibe what are your vibes my vibes last night were in shambles if you were there as soon Scramble as we, shambles as we saw the number four pick was for the houston rockets your boy went down on a on bended knee like oh, he was tim no. tebow had to cover my face brought it back shed some tears and had to remind myself who I am. Because you know what? How can I be the GM, Justin, without any sense of hope? Jeez. You gotta have some hope, man. Had hope. To bring, had to bring it back, bro. You had to bring it back one time. Heartbreak for the Houston? Nah, bro. Hopeful Houston. Hopeful. Baby. Whoa! He made me pop! Hopeful Houston, put it on a t shirt. Apollo, you heard it here first. Hopeful Houston, scratch out the heartbreak and write hopeful. You found it here first. We're gonna have that shirt out as soon as possible. GM, I mean, from last night, you know, from a, from the microcosm of the draft lottery itself was heartbreaking, obviously, from the Rockets' standpoint. But on the flip side and on, you know, speaking on such positivity, and I do want to open up uh, this episode by discussing this and talking about it, is obviously we did host an NBA lottery draft watch party. And not only was it great, but it was also very successful. And, you know, we do have a couple of uh, thank yous and shout outs that we do want to give to a couple people. Obviously, uh, over 100 people showed up, showed out the rowdiest of Rockets fans. Like, dude, I, I look, I'm I'm an older dude. Like, I'm 30. But I, I got to say it one time for the people, man. The people want it. So I got to say it. The place was lit. Like, nice. it was lit, that, if, bro. If, there, if there's like a definition of the energy from the last few, night, that was exactly the it. The few was lit bro oh yeah 100 percent like it was such a great atmosphere like i said it was all fun and games till 725 (laughs) all fun (laughs) and games till 725 once once that card was flipped it was over oh it was completely over but you know we're we're so happy and so thankful to just have everybody come out uh gm i know you have a couple of thank yous that you obviously want to give right now so you know give give the shouts to the people uh the people that obviously deserve it uh, first of all, you know, I just want to shout out and thank Memorial Trail Ice House, um, especially to the managers, man, upper management, Molly and Trevor. Molly was on vacation, but Trevor was there and he was holding down the fort for us. Did you us. find that Houston ping pong ball, by the way? Did he Did he answer that? I didn't text him yet. Um, he forgot. There's, there's a lot happening. There is an argument that's going to ensue after this. Anyways, you know, I just want to, you know, say thank you one time for those guys if it wasn't for them that helped us run this event smoothly uh it wouldn't have been possible especially with their support um shout out to the bartenders um i hope whoever was there tipped them very well because those bartenders worked very hard not just for us but for everyone inside that building and let me tell you something man that was the most i've ever seen inside that building that was insane but um, Ken, who else? Who else be trying to shout out, man? Oh man, I gotta give a shout out one time to the team, to the home team, the Houston Rockets. Man, they they showed up, they showed out, they absolutely were great. Uh, brought a bit of a, brought a camera crew. It was so much fun. They brought a bunch of giveaways, prizes, bobbleheads on bobbleheads on bobbleheads. Five dude, cents. there was a lot of bobbleheads. Dude, heads, I didn't man. know what to do, man. I gave I gave two it away at a time. Like I was like, I have enough to give two away at a time. Y'all, we had five giveaways throughout the entire night five sets of five pairs of tickets to give away for rockets opening night like that was the dopest thing about it 10 seats 
and the magnitude of that whole thing of just explaining it is the fact that these seats aren't even on sale. Like you can't even get these tickets right now. Yep. Like the only yeah. way you could have gotten it was to show up. Come to our watch party. Come to our watch party. Yep. So you know what, guys, if you know, if you're a Rockets fan and you don't know which watch party to go to, you're obviously not doing your homework. You're living under a Rock Patrick Star style. You need to be at the Summit watch parties. So once again, shout outs and thank yous to the Houston Rockets just for um for donating that, donating their time and just being there with us, just kind of uh, being a backport support, supporting with us. And, shouts to, and last of all, shout outs to all the fans. Shout outs to the fans that showed up and showed out 100 plus strong uh shouts to the apollo team as well shouts to josh noah filming getting stuff done on the back end for us we really are appreciative yeah, you, of guys. that um yeah just the fan base is just i mean it's incredible oh, like that's that's the heart of the city incredible. right there you know shout out to the guys that always pull up for us like our good our good friends you know j-dub uh will um, Perfect attendance, man. Yeah, man. Cause Perfect attendance, bros. Uh, Cause, know, man. Yeah, man. Like Cause won. DJ. DJ. That, that's my five. Cosmo. Basketball Co- court. Shout out to Cosmo five. and J Dub. They both won. Oh they yeah. They both won. Our boys won. That's pretty awesome, man. I, I, really, pro- I promise, guys. I, there were no. Yeah. You know, allegedly, I, I I just pulled. I just pulled. Yeah. I pulled tickets. Yo. I mean, hey, now I played come fair. On. That's, I played that's, fair. That's about as real as it gets. But also, last but not least, let's not forget to shout out. Our boys from Inside the H podcast, our co-hosts, Ike and Kush. If it wasn't for them, this might not have been as successful either, you know? Um, shout out to those boys. They put in the hard work on their podcast. They're very big Houston fans, not just of the Rockets, but of the Astros and the Texans. Um, those are just two very passionate sports fans. They're that, currently at the Astros game right yeah, now. Yeah, and they represent— they, they, they don't stop. They don't. They don't. They represent the H. They party hard, and um, we were happy to share the stage with just two wonderful dudes. And you know, we were just dudes doing it out. You know yeah. what I mean? And it was a great time. You know, I'm I'm honestly like I like I'm just extremely happy and thankful to everybody that comes out and supports us. It means the world. We both work so hard on putting these events together. And without you guys showing up and showing out um, for us, uh, you wouldn't be here. So, you know, just one more time, thank you to everyone that comes out and supports us. It means the world to the both of us. So thank you again. Absolutely. And uh, we're actually going to come across our third year. Uh, We're going to have our three-year anniversary coming up in June. So next month. Uh, we're gonna cross the threshold of three years of doing this show. So, like we said, y'all, we're just we're so appreciative for the fan base for just their continued support, not just for us, but for the Houston Rockets in general. You know, just to shows it goes to show how strong the fan base is despite all the rebuild, despite just losing over and over and over again and winning twenty games per season, winning sixty games in the span of what three years. So it just goes to show how how strong this fan base is and we're just so appreciative of that. So shouts to y'all once again. And uh if we missed anybody in particular, we do apologize, but I don't think we missed anybody else. I think uh, we pretty much yeah, got it. Yeah, I think yeah. we pretty much got everybody. Yeah. So GM, you know it's so funny when you when you said that, I was thinking uh before we move on obviously I'm just I'm just talking here out of my tail. But <laughs> you were talking we were talking about the uh how Ike and Kush are like basically, you know, they they don't sleep. You know, like they do their own thing and like they go to the Astros game as well. Yeah. I wanted to call them Het. Het. What does that mean? Houston El Tiempos. They <laughs> are always at, at El Tiempo right now. They both posted it. Yeah, and I was you, like, saw, you saw Kush. It's like and these damn I, I, I saw Ike post his, his dope Los Astros hat and El Tiempo mark. My guy knows what's Shout up. Shout out to our boys, man. Yeah. Shout out to our boys one time. Well, GM. Let's go ahead and pivot and move over now. Uh, it was a great time that we did have at the watch party, but big news did happen during the watch party at approximately 7.25 p.m. The rug, the proverbial rug, was pulled out from under us. Triple H giving Randy Orton the thumbs down, body slam him, kicked out of evolution. That's how I felt when the Houston Rockets got robbed of the number one pick. Houston Rockets, it's official. In the 2023 NBA draft, the Houston Rockets are going to select from the fourth position in the draft. The number three, the number three spot is going to go to Portland Trailblazers, Number two goes to the Charlotte Hornets. Number one goes to our dreaded division rival, the San Antonio Spurs. And you know what the irony is? Hmm. Is that if we lost that coin flip between the Spurs and us, I can't just want to talk. that's 
number one would have been ours because it's the winning because it's, it's, it's so, a combination because people think that oh well, you throw ping pong balls and then that's the that's it no it's actually via combinations and that's the only combination that would have won is if you're into that third slot so either that actually fun fact gm because you read the fagan article didn't you no, I didn't read the Oh, Fagan okay. Article. Well, I read the Fagan article and apparently shout out to you, Jonathan Fagan, of course. Oh, because he was in the room, right? He was yeah. in the room. Yeah. And on top of it, just not only was the winning combination on the third seed, but if the Rockets just won, just won one more game, Victor Wimbanyama would be in a Rocket uniform. If they won <laughs> one more game this season. Wow. All the Victor times that everyone is like, I'm glad we lost and look at it. You could have had one more win. And we would have all been praising gods for Victor Wembanyama. Serves you right, bro, tankers. How dare you? <laughs> How dare hey, you? I'm okay, not... we don't need any Shotzi Blackheart supporters here. We do not need the tank. Oh my! Lose God. the tank. Oh, get rid of the tank. Get out of here, tank. <laughs> get out of here, John Wall. We don't need to see that. Sorry, I- I'm sorry. That laugh was like that cackle was really loud and maniacal. You sounded like I apologize. A f- well, you sounded like a fat cat. Fat cat itis over here. I do like fat cat creamery in the heights. I'm a big fan of ice cream. If you, Just anyone get your knows monocle me. while you're at it and your handlebar mustache. Calm down, talk, Monopoly. Talk about stocks. <laughs> well, <laughs> not even a pop. Man, see, I can't get this guy to pop. He can get me to pop over anything. I can't get him to pop over. Showed him the video. Showed him the whole video and he didn't even pop. See, what am I doing here? So... I think what we're just pretty much discussing right now with what the Rockets are kind of doing. So we're talking about obviously them selecting from the the fourth seed, not fourth seed. Oh my God, fourth seed fourth from the fourth spot pick, in yeah. the, the so pick in the draft. You know where do we go from here? You know I think that's the proverbial question. Uh, right out of the gate, Amon Thompson immediately jumps to people's minds. Uh, Will and J Dub have already started uh, the agenda to push for Amen Thompson. I am not uh, I am not as favorable on Amon Thompson. I don't really like his ga- I mean I like his game. It's decent, not in love with the game. Uh, I think the jump shot is pretty broken in my opinion reminds me a little oh, you're bit looking at the mechanics of the shot. Mechanics of the jump shot reminds okay. me a little not yeah. it doesn't look like Michael Kidd Gilchrist but the mechanics mm-hmm. are similar to where he takes it up so low to the so low. Uh, in this whole episode, we're not going to be discussing too much about Amon Thompson and, and do a deep dive, and we can uh, reserve that for a future episode. Yeah. But GM, you know, immediate thoughts from the Rockets kind of selecting from that fourth spot in the NBA draft. You know, what 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 is going on through your mind right now? We can talk scenarios later, but what is going on through your mind mm-hmm. right now for this for this team for three years of tanking and you know, building up to 2023, you know, Raphael Stone said it himself, we're building towards 2023, this offseason, and got off to a hot start by getting Ime Udoka, cooled off instantly with the number four pick. What are your immediate thoughts? Um, I don't feel necessarily that it's a, a cool off per se, based on the fact that we got the fourth pick. I mean, there's still plenty of hope in terms of what are the possibilities that we have with the fourth pick. I mean, Amin Thompson is someone that is six seven in height okay he's a point guard defensively he could possibly be the best perimeter defender in this draft um his vision on the court is second to none especially at the height of six seven i think that um at that height that adds a lot in terms to what you can bring to the table in terms of playing the one the fact that he is so quick and he's twitchy in terms of of his athleticism helps a lot in terms of what he brings um i'm not going to go too much in depth in his play but i'm just saying that you can talk me into the possibility of him working out with jalen green but i mean there have been reports of the rockets possibly trying to trade up to two and scoop scoot henderson which also is not something i am against i am all for that i believe scoot henderson is a generational prospect so well you you are pro scoot yes i've always been pro scoot. you're scoot we've, over Wemby. we've talked about this you're scoot over the podcast Wemby. all the time um, i'm not saying like essentially over Wemby per se i'm not saying that um any type of agenda that can be placed against me because i'm anti Wemby and pro scoot is kind well, of just because you love scoot doesn't mean you have to hate Wemby. 
No, I, what you mean, dude? On Twitter, if you like one player, you hate the other player. Oh, that's nothing, right. Nothing, per the rules. Yes, I like man. Jabari, so I hate Paolo. That's right. Yeah, that's just how it I works, like Cade, so I hate Jalen Green. You're right. There you go, man. I'm like, sorry. I mean, if we're going based. I'm still, I'm still playing catch up over here, if man. If we're going you know? based on Happy, the line you know, I'm, of thinking. I'm Billy Madison over here in first grade, still trying to catch up. Go on. Come on, man. To to today, Junior. But anyways, you know, the the there's just a plethora of possibilities, especially with draft picks that we do have with Brooklyn. Um, there is a possibility to trade up to Charlotte. Charlotte is what number thir- two, number two, right? I, I I do have something I do want to say against that though. I Go if for it's it. if it's up to me, I don't prefer to trade up to the number three slot. I don't want to trade up is for the third Portland pick. At three? Oh, sorry. No, no. Yeah, I don't want to trade up for the third pick. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Okay. Unless so, because you're talking about for Charlotte at the number two drops. spot. So, for me, in my yeah. in my opinion, this is the only this should this should be the only scenario. The Rockets should look to trade up to two. Lamelo is locked in. Lamelo mm-hmm. is that guy. Lamelo Lamelo is a stud. He is a star. He is proven. Let's trade for Lamelo. <laughs> they want to trade. Hey, yeah. hey, Lamelo, come on. Build, hey, build I'll take Alvin it. And, and Scoot, I'll take it. You know, I'll mean. take Lamelo Ball. I'll take Houston. <laughs> but for real though, I would only look to trade up to number two because yeah, that's fair. Two, that's fair. three, that's fair. and even four to a degree mm-hmm. is almost so interchangeable. Like what? What on are your they? Needs. Yeah. What are the needs? What do they want? Like as of right now, the board continues to move. Like it, it keeps flipping. You're looking at Scoot two, Brandon Miller maybe at two. Either of them dropping down to three. Either there's a couple boards that bump Amen up to three and drop Brandon Miller to four. Like the boards are fifty fifty across. You know the proverbial board. Like mm-hmm. that is where everyone is at right now. So if it's up to me, why would I want to take the risk by trading up to three and seeing what they're going to get? If the rock, the the look, the answer is right in front of you. If the Rockets want Scoot, get the number two pick. Don't screw around. Don't f around yeah, just, and just, see what these and see he, what the other teams want if he's because you're guy. gambling. If he if he's your guy, yeah. But if you're happy with like, okay, I'll take. You know, I'm good with Brandon Miller. You know, if Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson are one A and one B, like. Like one A and one B on the totem pole in terms of prospects, go number three. That's fine. But in my opinion, they should not go number three. Trade up. You either trade up to two, or you stand pat. I'm sorry. There's no need to trade to three. Why are you? You're trading all these assets for a gamble, for a gamble. Yeah. So there's no need to trade up to three when you, when two's right there. Portland's already. Portland's announced that they're shopping the pick. I guarantee you that Charlotte is going to look into shopping that pick. They're not going to try to keep that pick, especially if they can land someone that can play with Lamelo. Yeah, you don't. They're like Charlotte's in a weird spot. Like they have a hor- they had a bad record, but, but they, they were the play in the play-in. They year. made the play-in the prior not year. This year. Yeah, so they're right there. They're like right at the cusp. They're at the lip of the cup. So they could take an opera in Shangoon. You know, they could use a guy like that. There are prospects Touché. that they could use that could be more polished that would be ready to help Charlotte right out of the gate. I'm not. I just threw out Bryn's name out there. I'm sorry. It's, it's nothing personal. If anyone's offended, I apologize. But I would not trade him. I would not trade up to number three. I think it's a broken spot, in my opinion. I do not want them. Yeah, to number trade three, up three is probably the worst spot to be in. Um, if you don't, if you don't think Brandon Miller is the guy, um, I mean, and I don't think I'm they're not a big bought believer in. in Brandon Miller either. I don't think they're. Well, I don't think they're invested. I honestly don't believe that the Rockets are looking at Brandon Miller as like, hey, there's our guy. No, I think. I'm pretty sure they want Scoot. I'm sure number two on the board for them is going to be Scoot. So the bottom line here is that you want Scoot, go get him. Go yeah. get the number two. Go get the number two spot. I'm sure they're going to shop it. I guarantee you two and three are shopping right now. Like they're trying to figure out what they're going to do, what's the what's the needs for their team. Or do you take the ultimate gamble, GM, and just stand pat and, and let the chips fall where they may? Do you let that happen? Is there a possibility that Scoot drops the four? Um, I don't think so. I do not think there's a chance that he drops. I don't think he goes past two. Whoever is telling you that Brandon Miller is the choice at number two, I think they're a liar. They're a big, fat liar. Um, Scoot goes number two no matter what. Um, That leaves Brandon Miller at three. And, you know, the Rockets, if they want to stay pat at four, I'm okay with that. Like, um, But the thing about it is it's just a matter of, you know, getting the right guy. Um, You know, people have their doubts. They want to trade number four for a proven star or sign a certain bearded guy um in free agency ah justin's favorite player go on 
was was my favorite oh. player was but um you know my thing is this the biggest free agent signing the houston rockets have to make has already been made his name's ime yodoka and the thing about that is what he brings to the table is culture defense and a ba- basketball acumen that can blow people out of the water so the thing about that is if we stand pat i trust in the process that is the yudoka process and i am not against it and maybe people have their doubts i have a strong belief in this team i have a strong belief in the players that are on this roster currently jalen is definitely him jabari smith jr has that dog in him tara eason has like three dogs in him okay three dogs legit tress dogs What's dogs in Spanish? Um, I don't remember. I don't know. But um, I'm gonna look this up while you talk. You should go on. But you know, we also got guys like Kevin Porter Jr. You know, KJ Martin, Shangun. Ah, you know, tres pero. Tres pero, man. <laughs> there you go, man. Close enough to the nickname Peso, so it makes sense. But you know, oh. yeah, Mama Easton would be proud. Go on. <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, you know, with all that being said, like I have faith in the roster already. Whether we add um, a big piece in the number four, we trade for Scoot. You know, um, I do believe that what Yudoka brings to the table next year, we're going to see a vast improvement from you know head coach Smiley that was let go. So I do, I do think that this team has a lot of potential that is just waiting to be unlocked. Just simply waiting to be unlocked. And Yudoka is the person with the key. I love what you said, though. I love the fact that you said that the biggest free agency signing has already been made with Ime Yudoka. I don't think anybody understands the magnitude of that signing, Mm -hmm. especially now with Milwaukee, Phoenix, uh, Philly. Philly. They're just going to play a coaching carousel. Coaching carousel. That's it. That's that's insane. Like. The trust, like the trust that Emi Udoka, and there's no way that Emi Udoka didn't know that these these spots are going to be like open, that there was a possibility. I'm sure, I'm sure he was privy to it. You know, I'm sure Doc Rivers is already on thin ice. That was already being surfaced. That's what I'm saying. From the beginning. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. people need to understand like, oh yeah, no, maybe Emi Udoka regrets it. No, he does not. He chose to come to Houston. That's, that's There's so many quotes from his interview. That's the important yeah. factor here is that Ime Udoka chose Houston because mm-hmm. he easily could have waited. He could have waited. I'm sure he was privy to this. He could have yeah. waited, could have gotten a better deal, could have gotten to a better situation. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't blame him. And I wouldn't blame him if he did do it. Yeah. Bottom I mean, line, maybe, bottom line, yeah. Go yeah, ahead. Maybe Udoka's privy to something. That's what I'm saying. You know? But bottom line here is that the splash was made already, you know, just a week or two after the season ended. And, you know, continuing on to build from that. So I agree with you 100% in terms of what you're believing and trusting the process. I still want the beard back in Houston, but that's neither here nor there. But That's all you, brother. The idea, though, you know, we're still talking scenarios here about the idea of trading up for Scoot. Um, Because I've heard that there is a possibility. I've heard that the Rockets could look to trade up to two. That it is being discussed. Absolutely. That they are going to look into it. Mm-hmm. They are looking into trading up to two internally. I think right now, and also from my opinion, 2023 was so highly touted. The offseason was so highly touted, highly hyped up. Rafael Stone has mentioned it in multiple interviews. We're waiting for 2023. We're going to get to 2023. We're going to make splashes. Tillman Fertitta is tired of losing. I guarantee you he doesn't want to He doesn't want to tank anymore. That's it. I think this is it. This is the epitome of the tank. You had a chance at Victor. You took a swing. You missed. Okay? He needs to make a splash in another way. There's going to be pressure on Stone side as well as Tillman for the fan base to make a splash. Now, is the splash the Harden signing? Is there a guarantee? Is there a handshake agreement under the table that he's going to sign in Houston? Or or do you want to make the splash Houston Texan style and trade up and go get the fan base back by getting someone like Scoot Anderson? They didn't lose the fan base though. It's not it's not like that by any means, yeah, it's, but it's, it's not their fault. But, but you let they did let that proverbial air out of the balloon. You want to inflate that balloon right back up. How how else do you make a splash on draft night? Absolutely. By announcing that the Rockets are going to trade up for Scoot Henderson. The best one of the best point like and that's where uh, that's the crazy thing. Scoot never gets enough love here because everyone's on the Victor train and I understand that. Mm-hmm. 
Scoot is the best, one of the best point guard prospects maybe of this entire generation. Maybe better than John Moran. Like, that's how talented and highly touted Scoot Henderson was. It just happens to fall by the wayside because he's behind, like I said last episode, a 7'4 Frenchman who no one cares about anymore. So, I made you pop there. (laughs) But (laughs) Everyone's mad. (laughs) Scoot Henderson is, was and is one of the top point guard prospects of this generation. And I think players, people tend to forget that. So it's just kind of a reminder for people to realize like, hey, this dude's this dude's a hooper. This dude is a point guard. This dude can single-handedly turn around this organization and turn them into competitors. And imagine putting him along with a uh, along with Coach Ime Udoka. Two fiery dogs put him in the same room, dude. I'm telling you, some shit's going to happen. So I like that. How do you, so the idea of Getting Scoot Henderson is obviously very enticing, but let's talk about the idea of the Rockets also trading out of the fourth pick. Because I I just don't, GM, I, I find it hard to believe that they're going to stand pat. I just, I don't know. There's just some, something in the loins, GM, that makes me believe that they're just not going to stand pat. No, that's, the, that's So they, they don't trade up. They don't trade up, right? And, they, and let's say they don't trade up, they don't stand pat. Okay. What's the possibility of the Rockets trading out of the fourth pick? I don't know. I'm not going to say it's highly likely. I think it's more likely that they trade up to two as opposed to trading out. Um, talent that is, you know, at that level of the draft is still relatively high. There are still gems that can be found in number four, number 10, number 20, which the Rockets have that pick on this year's draft. Excuse me. But when it comes down to that, it's all about the right situation, the right timing of things occurring. Um, if there's a player that's requesting a trade out of nowhere in the summer before the draft and before free agency, I'm sure the Rockets um, and Raphael Stone will be doing their due diligence in trying they to figure out. They have to, man. They have to, yeah. They have and, to. And, and trying to see if that is something that can work with this team. Obviously, they're going to consult with Ime Udoka. Maybe they'll consult player too i don't know i don't see why they would personally um but i get it if you want to ask jalen kevin porter jr jabari whomever you know i get that um but to me i think the likelihood of trading out for an established player is slim to none i think so too barring uh you know a certain player requesting a trade but that's extremely rare and depending and- where Bo- how boston plays in this conference finals I think, honestly, I think that Boston sticks it out now, considering that they made it this far. If Philly beat them in the semifinals, then, you'd then we'd be saying a different okay. story. That's fair. That's a fair point. But making the conference finals again and possibly knocking out the eighth seed to get to the, to the final round to play Denver or L.A. That's fair. I think I think that you just can't throw that away. And I, I get yeah. it. And I understand Jeez, it. Jeez, Louise, you really can't. Yeah, I mean, you know. like That's a good core. You know, there, there, there could possibly be players requesting a trade, you know, soon in the next calendar year. You know, Luka Doncic missed the playoffs. Um, what if the guy requests a trade? Mark Cuban would probably hate to deal with the Rockets. Oh, he but, wouldn't deal with us. We but, would have you know, the best we, deal on the have, table and he so wouldn't deal with picks. We yeah. would get Minnesota T-Wolfed. You know, oh, like how Jimmy Butler, dude, yeah, four first-round picks, and you're still not going to accept it because yeah, you didn't want to work with us. Exactly. I mean, that, that's, he's not that, going to do that. Yeah, that's the thing. But that's the you know, that, that's just that's just a possibility. I mean, you've heard the rumblings of Trey Young, possibly, but he's the guy that I absolutely do not want on this team. Way too much of a liability defensively. Um, I'd rather draft Amin Thompson. <laughs> I, I, and people are probably going to... Amin Thompson out of the gate is probably a bit... People are hey, probably going to light this. me up for that. No, no. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Amin yeah. Thompson right now, not even playing a single NBA game, is probably a better defender out of the gate. Oh, that's easy. And that's not... And, and yeah, I'm not saying a better basketball player, so don't get it twisted, y'all. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to see no quotations on Twitter. He's a better defender right now without playing a single NBA game just because Trey Young's a terrible defender. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, GM... Let's bring it back now. The idea of trading up to two. Yes. Let's throw this scenario out there. The Rockets trade up to two. Mm-hmm. What deal? What's the deal? What is the deal that'll entice Charlotte to say, okay, well, you know what? We'll give you. We'll give you know. We'll, we'll give you the number two pick. We, we've, let's think about it. We've, I don't we've know, seen, let's, we've, let's do it. Let's put on our thinking hats. We've here. seen a lot of deals on Twitter. I don't know if you've seen people already working trade machines. Where the Rockets get number two, they give number four, and the Rockets acquire Gordon Hayward. You know, one year left on his deal. Uh, Fair enough. Thirty-five plus million dollars. Uh, not a great player, but we can gladly absorb that contract 
if that helps them relieve themselves of that stress and that money. What would we have to include? Um, I don't know. Probably a 2024 Brooklyn pick. Probably. Um, is that someone that we own? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do have the 2024 pick. So the 20th d- pick that, would that's, get traded that's as just, well. That's just a. You, did you mention the 20th pick, right? Uh, yeah, we can totally give them the 20th pick. Yeah, so I, I didn't even, 20th, I didn't even mention Yeah, that. the fourth yeah. pick, the 20th pick, a future 2024. Yeah, and then you know maybe a player they're choosing. I mean, if they want a guy like Alp, and we truly believe that Scoot is the guy. Then I mean I'm sorry, LP fans. I mean I like Shingun too, but if that's a deal that has to be made in order for us to just give up that pick, the 20th pick and the 2024 first with LP to get two and bring back Gordon Hayward, I'll take that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. Um, you know I but I it's just it's not me stating like oh I'm, we should trade him. It's just me stating like there's he has value in this league. You put him next to a guy like Lamella Ball. Who knows, man? Um, he can work wonders. PJ was it PJ Washington still there? Um, Kelly Oubre still there too. Yeah. Terry Rozier. Yeah. So there's a lot of guys. Mark Williams. Yeah. There's a lot of it's players. Talent. There. They 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 got a t- they got a squad, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, but you know, I'm I'm not saying that we should uh, clip that deal. It's obviously there are other parameters that can be made, but that's just a basis of what I'm assuming could be done. Um, they probably want a young player or two, maybe another pick. Who knows? But I feel like that's kind of like possibly a starting point to a deal. Right. I think for me, yeah, to to get to entice the loins of the Charlotte Hornets organization, as nasty as that sounds, um, the fourth pick obviously should be traded right out of the gate. Uh, Pick 20 would be out of the gate. A future first rounder already. Maybe two if they believe that Scoot is the guy. That's four first rounders. Just that would be four. No, I'm saying like two future firsts as well. Yeah, that's yeah. four first round picks essentially. That's going to go to them. Up, yeah. and a player. Yeah, but and I ain't going to give him Shangun if that's the case. You could take maybe a KJ Martin or a Jay Sean. Like yeah, if mean, that it, it, you know, I'm not going to give you a player of that caliber. I anymore. get that. I get I'll that. I'll give you a Jay Sean Tate. I, mean, I, I think what's enticing for them is that we absorb Gordon. They get a thirty plus million dollar trade exception. You know? And I think that's, that's that's very enticing for them yeah. to make a to make for them to make a splash enticing. down the road and yep. to have draft capital to either draft or make a big splash trade to yep. get someone to team up with Lamelo Ball exactly. or even on top of that create a giant three team deal to create Touché. it to Touché. create it to make it happen. There's so, there's so many possibilities, but I would start there. That that is enough to whet the Charlotte appetite mm-hmm. out of the gate. Yeah. Fourth, twentieth, a first round pick. Maybe two first round picks in mm-hmm. future years. Give two of the Brooklyn picks. Yeah, um, that'd be four first round picks. People may think like, "Yeah, hey, that's that, that's too much. That's too much." But I, like I said, and I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Maybe not for scoop, but at some point, these picks need to be cashed in. At yeah. some point, yeah, you're not using them all. Yeah, so you're either going to use it for someone like a Jalen Brown, who's most more than likely not going to be available. You're gonna you're basically going to play the James Harden game. When I say when I say the James Harden game. I don't mean James Harden in 2023. I'm talking James Harden in 2012, where you just where Daryl Morey sat and waited for a player uh, that with potential or is an established stud or a star to and wants available. to get traded. Yeah. Now you're playing that that you know that carousel game of waiting for the next disgruntled star to come out, and then boom, you can cash in those first rounders. Yeah, you got to cash in those first rounders at some point. If Scoot is the guy, if they've scouted it enough and believe that this is the next point guard that's going to carry the torch, mm-hmm. maybe for the next ten years, mm-hmm. for the for not even for the just the Rockets organization, but for maybe the entirety of the NBA, maybe Scoot is that talented. Yeah. If he's that good enough, you don't think twice about four first round picks. Yeah. You trade those picks away, you get Scoot, pair him with Jalen, make it work, make it happen. Even the possibility of a Kevin Porter maybe possibly getting traded as well. You never there, know. You never know. He yeah, could be yeah, packaged. Yeah. And I'm. Basically saying that in own terms of because Scoot, when he comes in day one, he's the one. And I know Emil Doka's probably going to tell everyone, you got to earn it, you got to earn it. I said this in past episodes, Scoot's the type of player, he's not going to wait for it. He's Kobe. He has a Kobe Bryant-like mentality. He's going to rip it away from you. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he's not going to sit there and wait. He's yeah. like, oh, I'm not going to wait a year for my spot. No, he's going to no, come in and take he's, it. He's, he's going to come in and play extremely hard. But um, here's another scenario, Ken. I mean, um, if anyone obviously has heard from the uh, Sam Vecini podcast uh, that was released this morning he was talking about um, ideas with the draft and talking about if the Rockets were to take Amen Thompson at four 
a, a new way for everything to work would possibly be with um, them taking a man at four and and with the idea that him and Shingun might not work trading Shingun to Indiana for Miles Turner. And obviously we'd probably attach picks, a pick or two. Oh, I like that. With Miles Turner. I mean, with Shingun for Miles Turner, that's certainly, a, that's, I mean, I'm not saying that that's a for sure possibility. And I hate to say that we keep throwing his name around, which is not the point. It's just more so conjecture that we have heard that other people have thrown. But I do like that idea as well. Uh, Miles Turner is a very, very serviceable center he is a guy that can change the game defensively. He has an offensive game that isn't groundbreaking, but good enough. And if you play with a guy like Amen, who knows what could possibility possibly be there? We'd have like three great defenders in Amen Thompson, uh, Jabari Smith Jr., uh, Miles Turner, and let's not forget Tari Eason as well. Like we, ha- you have like you're starting to see a lot of people. And you're starting to see where the culture can shift in terms of our style of play. And when that um, type of dogs are out there, that is infectious. And it can infect a guy like a Jalen Green who people tend to focus and hone in on his defense when he plays defense pretty well. But I get it. You know, he's so young and he's not the best defender either. There's a lot of bad habits that come along with it. But that's not just all his fault. We can blame that on the previous coaching staff. But what I'm saying is that with those players around and you got a guy like Ime Yudoka leading the charge from the bench, like, hey, man, that's a team that I can get behind. You know, and with um, Jalen Green leading the charge offensively, that's that's something to be reckoned with, man. Absolutely. No, I agree 100%. I think the idea of, of – I'm just, I'm just shocked at the idea of Miles Turner, man. Don't don't get me started because I love I do love me some Miles Turner. That scenario had Miles Turner coming to Houston, right? Yes, oh that my was a god, scenario. that's not dude. Don't even start, bro. I'm a, I love Miles Turner. Oh my I god, I know you're a big Miles Turner guy. Oh, yeah, could, dude, can you imagine if we got Miles Turner and Scoot Henderson? Oh no, no, no. I think this would only god. be if we got a man. No, but. no, no, no. There's a possibility of both, Justin. There's a possibility of both. If the, Texas, if if the Texans can do it. So can we. Is there enough if picks to go the around? The Texans can do it. So can yes. Yes, GM. I mean Yes, there you know. is. If you believe, there will be. We'll see what Indy's thinking with Rick Carlisle <laughs> at the helm. I have my doubts, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. We're gonna continue on and trucking along with obviously the draft that is coming up. As they're, you know, we're gonna do deep dives on Amen Thompson as well. Uh, continue talking about Scoot Henderson, Scoot Henderson, uh, Brandon Miller as well in future episodes. That seems to be where the Rockets are gonna kind of be around, um, honing in more obviously on Amen Thompson because that's where the draft placement is as of right now. But GM, let's fast forward now and let's move on to our last topic of tonight. You know what, GM? What's going on? Kamesh? I used to, you know, I, I, I really love Victor Wembanyama. I supported him. I wanted him in Houston. You know, the whole city wanted him in Houston. Everybody wanted Victor in Houston except for Victor, apparently. Because footage surfaced, and I think it was on a, I think it was on the French news channel because it wasn't shown. I don't think that, I don't think that was shown on the side by side. Yeah, the side yeah. by side in the NBA and the, you know, on ESPN. So footage surfaced of Victor Wembanyama after the fourth pick was announced that it was the Rockets. Uh, Victor Wembanyama is shown uh, basically uh, putting his fist up like, yeah. And he goes, yes, kind of like a, mm, thank God, I'm not going there. So he seemed very excited at the prospect of him not coming to Houston. So that footage has since surfaced. I've never seen a city in the span of less than 20, less of, less than 24 hours, literally go from loving somebody so much to wanting him to the point where now he's instantly become the number one enemy in Houston. I mean, the fact that he was drafted by San Antonio. He could, <laughs> perfectly fine san antonio all right cool you're a san antonio spur we're gonna be rivals no big deal Mm -hmm. shit just became personal (laughs) if i may quote paul Heyman, shit just got personal Mm -hmm. because he decided that he was going to cheer for the fact that he's not coming to the rockets three point three point uh plus million houstonians have instantly hated uh victor Wembanyama. i will forever i will boycott baguettes for the near future um, How dare you? But we fast forward. <laughs> we fast forward to that footage surfacing, yeah. and my son Jabari Smith comes on the line. 
goes on Twitter. All he puts is that emoji, noted. That's it. He knows. Mm-hmm. He knows it. He sees it. Yeah. Noted. I love the fight. I oh, do. my yeah. God. GM. I'm going to give my thoughts on it, but I want to know. What was your first thought immediately when you saw that? I mean, Victor not wanting to. I, I, I mean, I was shocked. I didn't think he didn't really. I'm, I didn't think it was that serious. I'm going to explain this um, in terms of time because I saw it from two angles and two different sides, and I'll explain why I see it. Okay. First of all, when I first saw it, we all saw the Jabari tweet. You know, my guy was, <clears throat> my man has the proverbial dog in him. He's ready. And he, he sees that clip and he's like, well, okay, he just needs all something. Right. He just needs something. Cue, cue the Michael Jordan. Cue the Michael Jordan. You know? It became personal. It became personal with me. with me. You know, and I get that. And I love that. I love that fire from Jabari Smith Jr. But let's think about two really big things here. Okay. Victor Wembanyama is French. What does that have to do with anything? Who won five NBA championships with the Spurs? Oh, that's right. The greatest Frenchman to ever live and play in the NBA. Tony Parker. Tony Parker, right? Tony Parker. So there is a picture of Victor as a kid in a Tony Parker jersey. So maybe he is a Rockets hater. That could possibly one because he's a San Antonio fan. Two, maybe he was just happy because, oh, man, San Antonio is a real possibility because he wants to continue the tra- 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 I can't trajectory. Talk. The tradition. Oh, tradition. I'm sorry. I thought you meant trajectory. It, no, no, Go not on. trajectory. I got the your tradition that is in terms of, you know, Tony Parker, insert Victor Wembanyama. Um, he grew up as a Spurs fan. I don't know that. I mean, that photo of him as a kid. Sure, could just be a That's Tony cool. Parker fan, maybe not a Spurs fan. Exactly, could just be a Tony Parker exactly. Fan. Which, which is, which is also what I'm saying. I'm right. doing devil's advocate on both sides, right. but at the end of the day, if this is what motivates the team and motivates our guys, fuck it, do it, use it. Yeah. It's all good. Use, use the LeBradford Smith method, Dude, Michael Jordan. I thought the same thing. <sighs> See, that's why we're brothers. Because I was like, I was like, yeah, man, use the LeBradford Smith. He goes, he goes, LeBrad. He goes, LeBradford Smith never said anything. I just needed it to fuel my fire. Because Michael Jordan is a low key psycho. Yep, exactly. And you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I am all about our guys finding any type of motivation to be better and to be not just better, but the best. Well, where's the footage? Well, okay. Do we have footage of three and two being announced? I don't know. I want to know. I'm just curious now. Cause, cause but also, I can, this I can, can be bad it. for the agenda that, that people are trying to present because mass media does not like Houston. And yeah, because just of the fuel to the fire, yeah, because of the damage that Stone, I mean, Stone isn't the only person that is a part, is, I mean, he's not fully responsible. But right. there are a lot of factors in here that have become a part of what is recent Houston lore because of Stone um, just as a GM being a guy that not many people can relate to um you can also put it on steven silas who as a coach was just downright terrible i don't care what any of you people say that are huge silas stands oh my god you always go into this it's just because there are a lot of weirdos on the internet and it's so bizarre and i do not understand why he's he's still spoken about but anyways that's besides the point and players like you know christian wood with horrible attitudes and influencing the locker room like even kpj to an extent with what happened in that denver game the same denver Dude, game even, where Christian well, would, even, even know, before all and, of that even before all of that too with james harden and the john way that wall, exit happened yeah, and john wall and westbrook just a lot of bad pub in terms it's of been a lot of bad pub. so since cp3 it's been a lot of bad pub yeah so that, that's the thing and and that that all falls on tillman as well i mean i think everyone has a piece of that pie of responsibility and it's up to these guys now like Yadoka and the players on this roster currently and whomever does join after that, it's up to them to change the narrative. And because of that, no pressure, guys. But hey, man, if you want to make Houston legit, it starts from within. It all starts from within. And that's where you find that motivation. Well, people are going to hate the fact that I'm going to say this comparison is the fact that Golden State gained that that lore of Golden State because they did what? They built from... Within. They built from within, yeah. The Astros built this entity, this dynasty, from building within. Yep. Acquiring stars at the lot, you know, acquiring stars, you know, when they needed it, but it the the core, the foundation was built from within. So I I get that one hundred percent. But bottom line here, GM, 
is Victor Wembanyama crossed Houston. You can feel how you want to feel about it. I feel differently. Victor crossed Houston. Justin, no more French food for me. No more Pierre Escargos. Nope. I don't want snails. I don't want French baguettes. I do not want... What What else are they known for? I don't know. I can't think of anything caviar. else off the top of my head. Well, that's the same as... I'm not rich enough for caviar, so we're, that's already off the board. Um, ratatouille. Is Fuck, it? I love ratatouille. Damn it. You like the movie. I love the not movie. The meal. No, ratatouille is actually pretty delicious. I've okay, had it once. That, okay, so it's that, very Okay, I got to I got to go back into the lab, okay? I can't I can't say I'm I'm all in on on hating uh I'm I'm all in on hating Victor Wembanyama now because I do love Ratatouille the movie. It's one of my favorite Disney movies of all time. If you haven't watched it, you're doing yourself a disservice of a, of of human nature and the human spirit, which is ironic because it's actually a story about a rat, not a human being. Besides that, I do, you know, I, I, I do want to end this, though, just at least by talking about it, because Jabari Smith needed that, you know, and I love it, and it makes, and if anything, it's like you're building towards it, and if anything, Jabari Smith, just by putting that noted, is creating a marquee matchup, you know, in the future. That means the first matchup, whenever Victor plays, you know, plays Houston, plays Jabari Smith, Jabari Smith's going to have that, he's going to have that etched into stone, he's ready, he's going to be ready, similar to how Jabari was when he had, you know, a second crack at Giannis Antetokounmpo, got another crack at Jason Tatum, you know, where he held those guys, and he held both of that, you know, both of them combined to 38% field goal percentage, like, he made it a point to shut them down, Victor Wembanyama, and I've always said this out of the gate, he's going to struggle, he's going to struggle because it's going to be hard for him to stay out of foul trouble, He's such a big dude. He's mm-hmm. going to get in foul trouble regardless. Yeah. I cannot wait to see what Jabari Smith does to him on the defensive end. Like, I feel like he's going to take it personally. Jabari Smith's going to gain some some weight, I'm assuming. I'm sure he will. And they're going to etch it in stone, and they're going to be ready to fight. This Rockets team is going to be ready to fight the San Antonio Spurs. And the best part about this story, ladies and gentlemen, is we get them four times. It's good and bad. We get we get them four times, but fuck, you get Victor Wembanyama four times. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a tall task, brother. Point made, though. Point made in terms of the uh, San Antonio. I didn't think about that. So your belief is that your uh, your belief is that he loves the San Antonio Spurs slash Tony Parker more than he hates the Rockets. Like, like yeah, it's I not think, about think, him hating. It's not about him hating the yeah, Rockets. Yeah. It's just more about him wanting to land San Antonio. I, I need footage. Fair. If anyone can pull up footage and just tweet it to us, uh, Instagram it to us, but possibly I would prefer the tweet. Tweet it over to us uh, of a reaction to Victor Wembanyama reacting to 3-2. and Because if he cheers low-key, like if he kind of pumps his fist at 3-2, and two, I could see it. If he stays stoic the whole way, Justin, I may have to sacrifice Ratatouille. Okay. It's got, it's gone to be that serious. So this this is very serious. I don't know, man. I'm I'm very frustrated at at Victor Wembanyama now. I the whole collective city, myself included, has instantly become from most loved to most hated in in 24 hours, which I've never seen that before in my life. Like we would have been just fine with you playing for San Antonio, but then you just had to add insult to injury. I'd add salt to the wound, and we added salt to the wound in the beginning of the episode when we discussed uh, the idea of the fact that if we just won one more game, Victor Wembanyama would be in a rocket uniform. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I'll never get over that. GM, I GM, I work in a one-story building. Throw me out of the goddamn building. I may I may land properly, but throw me out the window at that point. <laughs> I'm just done. I don't live in a 40-story building, but I live in a one-story. I'm not live, but I work in a one-story building. So just throw me out while you're at it. Throw the baby with the bathwater. Now we'll throw you like um Uncle Phil throws jazz. Oh, I can do that. Hey! There you go. No pop. Jeez Louise, dude. I work. I, all I do is try to work on the pop, and I get nothing, guys. <laughs> nothing. If you get more pops, believe me, cherish them for what they are. If you get it from family, friends, cherish them because my brother gives me nothing. Let's go ahead and end the episode here, GM. Great episode. Episode uh, 162 now officially in the books here. There's a lot of stuff happening, obviously. We want to let everyone know that the Houston Rockets – um. They're going to continue to do what they do. They're going to build. They're going to continue to build upon the team. Continue to uh, listen to us, follow us as we continue to put out content for y'all. Uh, any news that's going to come up in regards to the Rockets, uh, Rockets League, or, or you know what what's going to happen within the team, within the organization, uh, any trade, if there's going to be any news for trades, stuff of that nature, any news um, regarding a free agency, which didn't even get time to get it, go into for this episode. We'll hop on that in a future episode. But anytime that there's news, we're going to be the first ones to try to get it out to y'all. We do appreciate y'all for following us and for just supporting us from day one till now. GM, give the people what they want. 
All right, people. Yeah, hopefully I do give you what you want. Um, follow me on Twitter at JP underscore Mirabueno. Follow the podcast on Twitter and TikTok at Summit, S-O-M-P-O-D. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Summit, State of Mind, underscore, P-O-D. Make sure to follow the team, our people, our brethren, at Apollo NBA and at Apollo H-O-U. And just one more time at the end of the episode, just want to do again Special thank yous to everyone that came out to the watch party, Memorial Trail Ice House, uh, Ike and Kush, um, the Houston Rockets for helping us out and giving us just amazing giveaways, and you know to the Apollo HOU team, Apollo HOU team. Sorry, I can't even talk. Um, Apollo without- Hot HOT, Apollo Hot. <laughs> yeah, follow Apollo Hot at ApolloHot.com. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, don't follow that link. Um, just you know, I just wanted to say thank you again to everybody that did their part. Um, we wouldn't have had a successful watch party if it wasn't for you guys, but you know, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And of course you can follow me on Twitter at summit commish, follow the Apollo podcast network for all your podcast listens. Shout out to the Apollo Texans. Listen to off the gridiron as your first listen for all Houston Texans content. Follow the crown jewel of Astros podcast beyond the diamond BTD. Give them your first listen for all Astros podcasts and all Astros uh, shows. Shout outs to the one take podcast. Make them your first listen for all your pop culture movies. TV shows and music lovers. You guys will definitely appreciate listening to them one time. And we appreciate each and every one of y'all for making us the Summit State of Mind your first listen in terms of Houston Rockets content. We wouldn't get to where we are now if it wasn't for y'all. So, once again, thank you. We appreciate you. And we're going to end this episode. It's a little solemn, we know, with the number four overall pick, but. Things are bright, guys. Ime Odoka is still the head coach of the Houston Rockets, and we still got some crown jewels that are getting ready to be rubbed into some diamonds here. So we're getting ready with the process, and it's not bad, guys. Talk yourself off the ledge right now. The team is in good hands, and we move. And guys, we move. Bottom line, we still move. So I'm gonna end this episode as the producer gives us the go home cue here with Go Summit, Go Apollo, and for the love of God, with the number four pick, Go Rockets. The Summit 444.